Welcome back to Talking Guitar, brought to you by the Carter Vintage Exchange in the North American Guitar in Nashville, Tennessee. Lindsay here, and this time I'm chatting with Thompson Guitar's inlay artist, Simon Haycraft, about the concept, design, and execution of three Wildlife Series guitars we'll be featuring in the coming years. First up, the Reptilian, or Rattlesnake OM, in Brazilian Rosewood and Swiss Moon Spruce. Now, whatever came into your mind when I said that, think again, because this isn't your typical stylized interpretation of an animal inlaid in pearl on the fretboard. It even goes above and beyond the usual headstock depiction that Thompson Guitars are known for, as Simon found clever and abstract ways to represent the essence and character of this iconic North American animal. We'll also, of course, learn a little bit more about Simon himself, discussing his journey from a formal visual arts education in the UK to finding his medium working on guitars in the Pacific Northwest. As usual, though this was a Zoom interview, Thompson Guitar CEO Christine Funk provided us with loads of photos and videos during the build process, so this is a great one to watch on YouTube for all the visuals. Either way, I hope you enjoy my chat with Simon Haycraft of Preston Thompson Guitars. How did this whole project come about? Was it something that Ben had come to you with, or did you guys come to us with it? I, I'm not sure that I actually know. Yeah, I suppose it might be good to have some background on that. Mm -hmm. Really, it started with me I was working on an inlay I think it was possibly an animal you know they're popular choices uh, animals and nature subjects but I was just thinking to myself uh, you know it'd be kind of nice to do you know a special one or maybe a range where you know we could just really explore and I could do a little bit more rather than just something or an animal on the headstock or the or the fingerboard Mm -hmm. And it was just a passing comment, really. Christine happened to be walking by, and I just said it because it was in my head. Didn't really think anything of it, really, past that time. And then I think it was two months later, and Christine's like, oh, this chap's on the phone from North America, and he wants to talk about the wildlife series. I was like, what, what? You know, I don't really know <laughs> what you're talking about, but... But she had obviously got in contact and, you know, put the idea out there and, mm -hmm. and uh, he liked it. And uh, yeah, so we had a conversation and uh, that was really the beginnings of it. I hadn't had any real ideas in mind, but, mm -hmm. you know, once, once that was put in process, then I, you know, I did start thinking about it. And, uh, and then it's kind of, OK, let's pull the trigger on it and come up with a design. and or some thoughts on it and uh yeah so that's that's how the idea came about and then mm. the subject matter is well it's a rattlesnake basically based on and i was working on like a private art piece so i do other art projects you know when i have the time and i was uh, looking at a, a rattlesnake as an inlay or a piece of art or something like that doing the drawings and studying that animal I really got a nice appreciation for it and started to kind of admire it and like the colors, like the pattern. And then um, we wanted to pick out some wood for the wildlife series. And then I, I saw this really nice back and then it just clicked in my head and I got to thinking, oh, well, this rattlesnake would be kind of a cool thing on a guitar. Uh, it's a really good way to showcase different woods and different colors and different textures and just have a, have a bit of a theme going on and, you know, just take it to another level, perhaps um, mm -hmm. artistically, let's say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, and it 
kind of evolved from there. It's been in in the works for about a year, I suppose. A lot of it is the design work and just figuring out what you're going to do. And uh, and then it's kind of evolved. And, you know, it's not something we rush anyway, these kind of larger projects. We have a lot going on anyway. Yeah, I mean, you have some photos. There. Yeah. So got a pretty good idea of what's going on. It's really a celebration of wood mm-hmm. from from my perspective. I mean, there's, I think with the inlay and, you know, the body and the neck and everything, there's probably seven or eight different woods going on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And um, the design, they're they're bold designs, but they're, uh, they're just a vehicle, really, to showcase these woods, these combinations that are contrasting with each other and complementing each other and it's a nice subject matter for that. It's not glitzy, but it's yeah. bold. It's uh, it's not for the faint-hearted by any <laughs> you know, in subject matter and look, but quite earthy. Mm-hmm. No pearl or shell on it. I think there is like actually a bit of black pearl on for the, the eyes or something for the snake's tongue, and that is it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Wood's very much a big part of this, and mm-hmm. so basically, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, it's a OM. Mm-hmm. Zillion back and sides. Back's really nice, got this nice sapwood running through it, which is kind of almost banded by this really dark streak. And then some nice warm tones, and then it goes back out dark. And this kind of reflects some of the the imagery and the what's going on on the fretboard and the rosette and you know the color scheme. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really good match for that. And then we have lacewood binding. I got this really tight figured lace wood that just reminded me of when a snake sheds its skin and it's just got that lacy look to it, almost mm-hmm. transparent and that kind of the pattern running through it. So I, I thought that would be an interesting wood choice for a binding. Not the easiest wood to work with in the sense that it's got hard and soft properties. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's... It took a couple of goes to bend the binding uh, just to get it just right. Mm-hmm. You know, all woods have their own little characteristics. So, you know, they're, they're, those are just challenges that have to be overcome. But but it adds a nice touch to it, too. And I, I put a nice big piece of this lace wood on the uh, back of the headstock, too. Okay, great. Back cap. You know, going around the volute, and that mm-hmm. way you'll see a nice big section of this grain and this figure running through there. And then with the inlay, we have there's maple wood, walnut, some a uh, couple of different kinds of Brazilian, uh, myrtle wood, which I really love. It's you know, it's that mid tone, mm-hmm. golds and browns. It's it's just perfect for this. I even made a we made a um the top trim is just a piece of myrtle trim. Mm-hmm. Adds another texture to to got they they all have their own little figure and play on the light and the color and things like that. So um yeah, interesting palette to work with. Yeah. Continuing the theme throughout the guitar, you know, having something interesting to look at in every piece, you know, everywhere you look. There's, yeah. Fretboard, the the rosette, the end graft, everything. Yeah, I want it all to tie in together and make sense. You know, mm-hmm. rather perhaps doing a depiction of a snake on the fretboard, mm-hmm. just a creature, really focusing in on the pattern and design 
And mm -hmm. then it's slightly more abstract way, I guess you could say. Sure. Yeah. I and mean, there's so much to work with, with those, those keeled scales and just, yeah, the different textures of, of the animal just mm. as it is. And yeah, the woods are such a, such a perfect choice for, I mean, basically imitating those natural colors of the snakes. So it's, it's yeah. really, it's such a great combination. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. Yeah. Thanks. It's almost got a Southwest vibe. Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense because, you know, a lot of those designs mm -hmm. are inspired by nature and you know, what they see in the desert and a lot of um, native designs are very much like that. You yeah. see three textiles. So it kind of ties into that a little bit. Yeah, it's got that geometric, that natural yeah. geometric pattern. So that, yeah, that, that's, it is really very Southwestern, incidentally, yeah. for right. sure. But there are some pretty technical features on this guitar. I will say some of them were a challenge to do. The rosette being probably the most time-consuming part of the mm -hmm. guitar, really uh, designing and drawing that out um, to have this effect of scales overlapping. Mm -hmm. There's about 100 rows of scales, and then there's four scales in each row, mm -hmm. decreasing in size as you go in the center, because I had to actually make them coil round, and that was the kind of the way to do it, mm -hmm. know, much like a, a snake and coil. Yeah. Um, like that they have smaller ones and larger ones and it's kind of the same thing really but uh yeah having drawn that on the computer and I'm like this looks great you know mm -hmm. and i'm like how am i going to make this <laughs> you know this is a bit enough more than i can chew and but i came to the conclusion really the only way to make it so seamless and and tight you know and fit that circle was really to individually pocket each scale and then pocket into that scale and install another scale so they're all like put in one by one wow approximately about 400 of them jeez that is Good. so intricate yeah yeah so that was definitely an adventure you know you're like halfway it's like doing a marathon and you're four four miles in and you're what the heck are you doing <laughs> and heading for the nearest pub but you know i didn't do that i stayed out of the pub and <laughs> finished the rosette which it did actually take about two and a half days to create that yeah yeah it's yeah. just so intricate yeah but the effect is is pretty cool mm -hmm. like it so uh, it was kind of worth it for that Mm -hmm. it really no other way around it to make it as clean and accurate and then with the fretboard I didn't really want to do that treatment as an inlay because that would really compromise the integrity of the board mm -hmm. individual scales you know being made up of that you know it would probably fail so with that I decided to do the larger patterns and different woods so they're epoxied in they're locked in really tight and then I came back and did some did an engraved program just going only so deep the scales so that gives that and then did a fill with a colored epoxy there so it's all locked in but it's it has the integrity rather than doing individual scales it, but it has the look of that mm -hmm. yeah yeah interesting yeah, some things like that you have to r and d and you know mm -hmm. really before you leap into it we decide and then the tail strip that kind of ties in the rattle Mm -hmm. some of those shapes that was a hard one to tie in it was quite an unusual thing yeah 
Yeah, this is quite an ugly looking, looks, you know, like a worm or something. <laughs> well, I think I managed to pull off quite some nice aesthetic shapes in there. Yeah. So, yeah, that just ties ties that in. A little bit of banding to frame it. Things like that, you have to make new jigs and figure all that out because it's a different shape, different size. Mm-hmm. Not like our standard thing where we can just, well, let's just swap it out with a different wood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah engineer a few things make them work for these particular ones yeah and then there's the, the snake's head on the headstock like coming from above so a little bit more of a surprise there as you go up <laughs> there actually coming down at you mm-hmm. yeah there's a little detail there for give it some context and just to right. show, show some more detail and wood a little bit more intricacy but yeah it's really moving along it's nice it's about ready to go into finish actually oh great probably going to you know I've got to do some treatment on the lace wood fill that in with a different color because it does have some quite open pores in it mm-hmm. which present a problem in finish so things have to be pore filled but you can't pore fill it with the same stuff the Brazilian oh, so you know you have to mask off and keep things separate there's you know a lot of things in the finish that you take for granted when you buy a guitar and you look at the finish and, yeah but it, there, there's it's kind of an un unrespected or slightly or unappreciated area of guitar building actually when it hits finish it will go into somewhat of a transformation in look too so there will be a top burst and i'm thinking of doing like a stain or what i call a stain burst whereby you stain directly into the raw wood mm-hmm. as opposed to putting a sealer or a finish on it and then a tinted lacquer and and this gives you a, a a texture with a deep penetrating stain. You get this really silky look mm. to the little grain lines that are in it. It looks completely different than an unstained piece. And I, and I think that's going to add some texture to it. Oh, cool. And then we'll tie we'll tie in those colors too. So it'll start you know dark on the edge, and then these warmer colors, and then up to the light so i think that'll help tie in things a little on the top too and soften soften that rosette even a little bit and then um on the neck i will do a a burst treatment on that to tie it in with the body but um it's a burst not so much like a traditional neck burst but the light will go up the spine back of the neck so that'll be the lightest part okay and then it'll get darker to the edge all the way up along the edge mm-hmm. that way you get a nice contrast with the binding mm-hmm. as well that matches and mirrors the sides that you'd be seeing from the side so you see a you know a nice dark heel as it marries with that brazilian and then there'll be like a mini sunburst around the back of the peg head okay that might work really nice on that lace wood too yeah it's a nice effect too because that i got that lace with back cap so those are those are little things that that would be definitely extra above and beyond but again tying it in all nicely and yeah cohesive look and it's just a bit bit more special Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it sounds like that's going to be beautiful yeah and it'll spend a good month in there getting finished you know that that's the time like i say it's a time consuming particular part of the build that Mm -hmm deserves attention and then we'll get up get into the string up process a whole nother side to building a guitar and (laughs) making a playable instrument Mm -hmm. and 
some nice choices perhaps there, you know, with the bridge and the, the tuners and, you know, see oh, what we yeah. can do. I haven't decided fully on that, but, you know, maybe a bit of bone, maybe a stained bone or something, something like that. We'll make mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Are you going to do any more um, decoration on the bridge at all or is, is the I, inlay mostly done at this point? I kind of would like to. It might actually mm-hmm. need it to balance it out. Yeah. You know, for that top. Definitely thought about it. We'll get. We'll pick a nice, and that's a Brazilian fingerboard too. So we'll oh, okay. Have a Brazilian bridge. So just to let you know. Mm-hmm. Well, the the snake on the headstock. That's a bit more typical as far as the kinds of inlays you've done in the past. The different animals and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's that would give a little bit more of that. And some of the mm-hmm. the future wildlife series, they may be more like that, or mm-hmm. maybe a full scene on a or something like that. I don't know. Okay. They'll all they'll all be different. Okay, I see. Has, yeah. Have you have you ever done any, any other guitars quite as intricately inlaid as this one, or is this one kind of a kind of hitting a new um, benchmark? Some of the, the, the last masterpiece series really pretty detailed in the inlay okay. with the koi and the um, the cherry blossoms, but this this is a, a little bit different. I've never done a rosette that yeah, I've never done anything that took that long. Always that <laughs> or mathematical. Mm-hmm. It got quite geometric, and yeah, there's this a different way of looking at things. So. Yeah. Do you have any preliminary ideas for the the next wildlife series guitars? Well, as I had thought of maybe an otter as mm. like a mammal, just to break it down. We thought, okay, I'll do a, a reptile, a snake. You know, maybe we'll do a mammal. Maybe we'll do a bird. Mm-hmm. North American subjects. I was thinking, you know, okay, we're working with North American guitars. Let's just nail it down to something because the choice is endless. Yeah. (laughs) Subject matter you could do, you could go on forever. You could, can't really stop at three. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I was thinking maybe an otter, something a bit more cutesy. (laughs) A rattlesnake, a little less wool. (laughs) Otters, right. That's true. They're 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 pretty adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you have the water theme in there too that you can put yeah. But sometimes it'll be it'll be the the piece of wood that I'm working with that might spark that idea. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I've seen certain certain figures and grain and different rosewoods and things that might have a fur texture to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that kind of thing might help. That'll spur me into doing it because I, I like the whole thing to be the concept, I suppose. Right. Kind of cohesive. And yeah. 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 Rather than just one thing in one place mm-hmm. and all the appointments being rather the same. So, mm-hmm. so we're definitely going for unique, um, mm-hmm. one of a kind. Well, just to kind of get more, I guess, general about about your background. How long have you been at Preston Thompson? I've been here well, going on about seven years, I think, now. Mm-hmm. Well, I was here just when Preston was getting a solid crew together. Okay. Yeah, and started thinking about manufacturing more than one at a time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, watched the product really develop at that point. Okay. Into what it is today, which was very much a joint effort with the guys on the floor and Preston, you know, it was very inclusive, you know, very much a shared experience and benefited because of that, you know, bringing these different skills, not people who knew everything about everything, but people who knew a lot about certain things 
pulling them in and coming up with a good project, but holding the line as far as what the aesthetics are and the build and the sound. It's really all about the sound for us. Mm -hmm. We the way we construct it and the choices that we make that is the success that we're experiencing. Right. When you have that sound and you're solid in it and you you, you trust it and it's replicable and you're on to you're on to a good thing and then you can explore other areas like this. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have things at different levels and have something for, for everyone. Yeah, because I mean Preston Thompson makes guitars that are pretty accessible to, you know, touring musicians, people who aren't necessarily going to spend the kind of money that somebody who's going to buy this reptile guitar or the other wildlife series guitars, mm. what, what they're going to spend. But like, so you're really, yeah, you're really catering to a, a very wide market. And um, yeah, it's just, you guys build guitars for musicians at all levels, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. We try to try to do that. Mm-hmm. And so for your background, do you, did you, um, do you build guitars at all yourself or do, are you purely like an inlay artist or a visual well, artist? I, I actually make the necks. Okay. Have the necks. Yeah, I've been doing that from the get-go here. And that, mm-hmm. That's kind of what was needed out of I me. Mm-hmm. And they was a bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do come from an artistic background. So I, I went to college and uh, I actually did wildlife illustration. Okay. Studied that mm-hmm. in South Wales, mm-hmm. in Britain. Before that, I went to Leamington Spa College and studied design, graphics, photography, textiles, all sorts, you know, mm-hmm. a wide range of printmaking. So, yeah, I've done a lot of painting. I did fine art, drifted around for a long time, not <laughs> really finding an artistic career. Mm-hmm. Before I got into guitars, I was painting houses. But then things changed. There was a big recession. Mm-hmm. And I ended up working for, for Breedlove in Bend. Okay. I spent six years there. So that was my introduction to guitars and okay. guitar manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And I did some neck work there, but pri- primarily um, in the Finnish department. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess that makes sense that that would be something that um, somebody with a visual arts, such a, especially a really diverse visual arts background, could end up in. Yeah. So I, I still actually do the sunbursts here too. So that's okay. That's cool. another thing I do, but a lot of design stuff too. That, mm-hmm. that in because a lot of our work is custom orders now. Yeah. Not so much dealer standard models, and so people really need a little help in negotiating the build and talking about what they want and honing in their ideas, and then. And the inlay thing has just taken off. I've just done more and more as it's come. Mm-hmm. Found my artistic career that I went to college for 30 years ago. <laughs> it's come full circle. And yeah. I think I've actually hit my medium rather than painting. For, you know, didn't really get into it. But mm-hmm. this encompasses a lot of different design aspects. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that I mean, it's it's always nice to hear somebody like have a, that kind of experience that takes them on kind of a journey before they land in like the spot where they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. like your talents are all really coming together in this really beautiful way that mm-hmm. people get to enjoy. You know, loads of people get to enjoy in a very personal manner because often it's on their own personal guitars. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are very very personalized. All sorts of requests. Yeah, insects and. <laughs> 
people's houses and just any any personal thing that might mean something to people so yeah if you look on the website you'll see the range of things that okay yeah do ask for and those are quite accessible to people too Mm -hmm. so they don't have to go outside the shop to look for that Mm -hmm. not every company can do that yeah, definitely. It's kind of, I mean, you you and Gert Laskin and a handful of others it doesn't seem to be a, a terribly common thing to have access to. Yeah. And the fact that I work on the neck myself just makes it all the, the easier to construct and mm-hmm. third party to negotiate design and things like that. So yeah, it's like I've built up some trust. People trust me on you know the advice I might give them and steer them in the in the right direction and stuff Mm -hmm. because there are constraints with working on a guitar there's only so much you can do in Mm -hmm. such a small space and you know you want to hold somewhat to you know the thompson look whatever that is tasteful i like to think Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know but obviously but can be quite brave too not not against doing things but just won't do anything and everything yeah you know what I mean? I have some, just some restraint on it. Yeah, you have your own style. And yeah, and like you said, you want things to still stay within sort of the the aesthetic vision of Thompson guitars as they are anyways. So yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can be modern and, you know, on a tradition at the same time. Exactly. It's really what you do with it. Yeah, yeah. I think what you do definitely like stays like stays on that line very well. Do you work much with um, with like abalone and mother of pearl like doing this sort of more i guess tree of life kind of traditional mm-hmm. sort of inlay stuff or do you do you focus more on using woods and things like that yeah no um i i do like pearl for sure and shell and things like that they are becoming harder to get hold of in their mm-hmm. form like big blanks of high quality power it's mm-hmm. harder to find it's rare and you know there are environmental concerns around that so you know quite often you know we use other products that they're still shell but if you need larger pieces you have to use sheets and things like this and it's only good for certain applications not for every application but Mm -hmm. but i do like i like the mix of of different materials going to be honest i like a little bit of pearl with wood and some stone, mm-hmm. other muscles that are more softer palette, perhaps mm-hmm. more pastels, and yeah, I, I do like I, I like the combination. But I think there's a lot you can do with wood if you if you can see something in the wood, even if it's just by an inch by an inch, you know, it can give a great effect. So I, I do enjoy working with the wood. Uh, but again, not all woods that hard, you know. So for headstocks, because it's being finished, you have a lot more leeway what you can do. On right. a fingerboard, a fingerboard, yeah, you need harder materials. It's going to get sanded on, so it's a bit more tricky to work with on a fingerboard. A lot of my work does feature a lot of wood, and people like it. Yeah, it's really beautiful. What's what's the craziest thing you've been asked to to depict? Well, I did do a, I'm just not really crazy, but I did a cockroach the other day. <laughs> Unexpected. Of, yeah, yeah, on the back of a headstock. 
did that in Black Pearl. It kind of looks pretty realistic, actually. It's kind of you don't you don't notice it at first, and then you. <laughs> <laughs> but that was um that was for a guy who owns a tequila making business and i've actually just done another i did a an inlay of a guy harvesting the agave plant on the headstock oh, cool. really detailed oh very cool it's really cool and the, and this guy he wanted a, a cockroach on it because apparently that was his name or when he was young oh <laughs> wants me to tell everybody this but it's out there <laughs> I don't know how he got that name I didn't ask him that but, but yeah well, I, don't, I don't care it looks <laughs> look cool though yeah no I I can imagine that, that can person. be well done yeah just tiny little things like that mm -hmm. can be really yeah. that's really cool yeah I don't think I've done have done anything too crazy <laughs> get some odd requests now and again but we have one coming up of this the plane in the clouds of the tree guitar on the back. It's going to be interesting. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm open to anything, really. Mm -hmm. You know, but I can't say I've had anything too outrageous. Yet. <laughs> oh. Not yet. Most of our clientele, they're pretty, they're pretty normal. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I think I can't think of too many other questions. Uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted to share about these these guitars? Um, what do you think? Um, well, these you know these are one of a kind. Yeah, and, and also that the fact that if there's someone out there that wants to have a custom wildlife guitar, this is sort of us showing what is possible. Yeah, so for the future. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. possible. Somebody might you know say I love I like lions theme. or I love uh, you know we've done sort of an African theme once with the baobab trees and the elephant but mm, that's true. right oh very so, cool of someone having a, the idea of our masterpiece series is to ultimately have people bring us some thoughts and we make them their own masterpiece yeah yeah and this is going to be such a great way to see all the possibilities because it does go beyond just the the head plate and the fingerboard and so people can kind of see that there are different ways you can integrate those themes into the rest of the body of the guitar so i think this will be a great great demonstration of that for sure yeah and it's a showcase of different mm -hmm. a little bit of different craftsmanship or slightly yeah. different approach something it's hard to be original isn't it really these days <laughs> and nothing's really original let's face it but yeah i do like to try to do different techniques or something someone hasn't seen before like mm -hmm. the red set and perhaps the fingerboard where it would be challenging to do you know mm -hmm. you might you don't necessarily see it but perhaps someone who makes those kinds of things would, might appreciate that little extra detail that goes into it and extra work so. for sure yeah mm -hmm. awesome well personally i'm very excited because rattlesnakes are my favorite animal so oh, this is going to be my yeah. <laughs> my favorite one <laughs> well that's really cool that's yeah <laughs> shouldn't be a hard sell for you then no if only I had the uh, if I had the money I'd, I'd be the first first one to buy it but <laughs> I say, like I know people have phobias about snakes and people mm -hmm. don't really generally like them but I don't have a lot of time for that to be honest with you I, yeah I think once you get to know them it's, it's, yeah it's a lot of respect it's instant respect for yeah these people, you know and they're pretty, yeah all their attributes their attitude to me it's an iconic American animal 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, they yeah. almost didn't, they almost beat out the, the bald eagle is like the symbol, I think. Oh, I think Back so. in the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll give you fair warning. Don't mess with me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're just, yeah. I mean, they're such a, an integral part of their ecosystems wherever they are. And it's a shame that they are sort of this vilified animal, but they're, they don't want to attack you. They just want to mm. mind their own business and catch some rodents. And, <laughs> yeah. and they are beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, so yeah, I hope people appreciate that as much as you do. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Someday, um, hopefully, you'll get to play it. Yeah, yeah, that'll be. I'll be excited for that time when it comes to Nashville. Yeah, it's gonna sound real good. I know yeah, that. No doubt. Guarantee. <laughs> awesome. Anything else you guys wanted to to plug while we're while we're on here? Uh, Simon Haycraft Inlay um, Instagram page. Oh yeah, we'll make sure to link to that. Because then people can see a bit more too. I got right, right. A little less busy than the Thompson page, let's say. Mm-hmm. It just focuses on that. So right. So folks who just want to focus on inlay art can come and follow you. Do you yeah. do you sell any of your art in any other ways that people can sort of like buy prints or anything like that? I really don't. I haven't mm-hmm. had that much time put into it, and I'm I'm kind of satiated as far as artistically here. Yeah. There's enough projects in the go for me to be satisfied in that way. So yeah, that's great. I'm always, I'm always thinking of other things, and then those might get pulled in to guitar projects. That's why people might see something that they haven't seen before, or a different look, or a different idea. So yeah, it comes from other influences that were inspired by, I suppose. Yeah, very cool. Well, awesome. Well, people can follow you and catch more of your work on on your Instagram and enjoy it for free, I guess. So, yeah, I appreciate you talking to us about it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talking Guitar. We're expecting the Rattlesnake OM in the next couple of months, and you can bet that we'll be taking lots of photos and videos once it arrives. And as of recording, it is available for purchase. We also have a fabulous quado and a parlor size 2 in the shop now, which you can check out at cartervintage.com or in the show notes. If you're enjoying these luthier interviews, please take a second to rate and review Talking Guitar on your podcast app or give us a thumbs up on YouTube. It really does help, and I would love to hear your feedback. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at The North American Guitar. And as always, please come back next week for the latest episode. <laughs>